Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. Hey, I'm Sorian B. And today we're going to get into Magna Carta Holy Grail, which is Jay Z's album. I believe it's his 12th album. Sorry. Because yeah, 444 is 13th album. Like, that was on billboards everywhere. They made sure we knew that. They made sure we knew that. This is his 12th album, which followed uh, Blueprint 3, which came out in 2009, I I believe. Got it. So, um, this album gets, you know, I believe it was, when I was going back to it, I feel like it was better received back then when it came out. It came out under a really exclusive deal with Samsung. I remember that. I remember the whole new rules campaign that Hove was on, um, all about ownership. This is when he really went into full gear with ownership talk. Um, this album had a lot of features on it, but you know, before we even get into all of that, like, how, how did you feel about this album when it came out initially? Um, I had a lot of questions about the album because if you remember, he had commercials with Samsung for the album. And he had Rick Rubin sleep on his couch. Um, him and Timbaland were working together again because it, it, a lot of people didn't notice, but Timbaland spoke about it. Jay and Timbaland kind of like fell out because uh, Timbaland wanted to be a part of American Gangster, And he wanted to do all the tracks. And Jay was like, nah, I'm gonna do like a collection of producers. And like Timbaland was like, he wasn't feeling that. So Jay was like, all right, you're gonna have to sit this one out then. Like, like I think like Timbaland really got beside himself and like pissed Jay off. So on this track, he like kind of like welcomed Timbaland back into the fold. So he had Timbaland, Pharrell, Swiss Beats, um, in the commercials with him, and like they all were like talking about music and chopping it up and everything like that. So I'm thinking like, oh my god, this is going to be like the the best produced album I've ever heard from Jay Z, and um, it the album was really good. It was a lot of a lot of Timbaland's production got used because I think like he just had like, I think he, he came to the table with the most work ready for Jay. Um, it, um, like it's weird because I don't hate the album, but I just think that, uh, Jay wanted to like really press on that, like, uh, you know, the things that he was into. So, you know, with Jay, he's always telling you, yo, you know, this is what I drink. This is what I wear. This is what I do. So when he wanted to let us know that he really had a love for art, I think that um, it went over some people's heads and then some people got, it went over some people's heads, some people caught it and really got into art. And people that already were aware of art were really happy that he was like shed shining light on it. So I think it kind of started the renaissance of us like being aware of artists. And some of our friends who are actually artists, I feel like were actually able to like find a space to like do things. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I, I really think so. I think a lot of our friends who were artists, like because like art was kind of like the hip hop world was kind of like entering it, right? Because you think back, uh, I know back like a, um, back in like the late two thousands, Damn Dash had his studio downtown, right? And everybody used to go there and like hang out and like you know it would be like art shows and stuff like that. But it was like it was kind of like a very small niche in the no thing. But with Jay, and I'm not giving him full credit for this, listeners. I'm just saying that Jay kind of shed light on it and I think it kind of like made some people feel okay like asking about art or like going like just going on a date to a museum and stuff like that like this project well I, I'll say for me it did right so it, that was that was my like take from it like I didn't I didn't love it I didn't hate it I kind but I, I knew what he was trying to do with this album I liked it a lot more than Blueprint 3 I'll tell you that but um I felt like uh, it was too much Timberland on this album too much 
too much Timbo. I get that. Um, I think, yeah, this album did make me come to the realization that Tim, Tim and Hove don't have like this, this like chemistry that I always thought that they did. Like they have it for a few songs, but this they album for the hit records. Tim yeah. will always be able to give Jay a hit song. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure. I think I think I want to hear like an entire album from Timberland as far as like R and B or pop, and he's proven that already. He's already done that, right? But I don't think I want to hear an entire hip hop album from Timberland because his production is more so the the crossover hits, the hits that's supposed to go on the radio or that you like hear in clubs and stuff like that. And sometimes I don't want a whole album of that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Too much pops. Too much. Too much bounce, yeah. Too much bounce, yeah. Super chill and like you know vibey, but like you know sometimes it doesn't really mesh well. So do you remember when? So around when this album came out, uh, Drake did a Rolling Stone interview, and in his Rolling Stone interview, he was like, uh, "That's when and and that's when Drake actually shunned off doing publication interviews because he said that wasn't supposed to be published, and he like was tough because he was kind of speaking off the record, but like he said. He was like, oh, it's like Hove can't drop bars these days without at least four art references. I would love to collect art at some point, but I think the whole rap art thing is getting kind of corny. And when he said that back then, it was a big deal. But when you look at it now, it's like, holy shit. Like, and he named him. <laughs> like, that could never go over today. Like, the internet would explode. Yeah, man. Um, I, uh, I remember that, and that was like a big deal. But yeah. let me ask you: Do you remember the 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 Foxy Brown bar that like caused like a lot of ruckus? Ruckus. Uh, which which bar on this album? Yeah, I never put my cock in the fox's box. Oh, console baby. Oh yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Because that was a whole controversy. With um, you know, did he sleep with Foxy Brown when she was underage and everything like that? And like a lot of people was like, like remember Dame Dash pretty much said like, yeah, but like I don't like, but then he like backtracked was like, well, I don't know, I don't know what another man is doing. I'm a grown man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Dame Dash fashion. That's yeah, what. right. But and then do you remember? Hove responded back to Little Wayne for saying, "I'll kidnap your fiance." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, then, and then we and then and then whole came back was like yo you're not going to do anything <laughs> like with my yeah. wife are you crazy yeah yeah, yeah. But, I, think, I think where where hove was in his life i mean he was 43 when this album came out he's 50 he's in his 50s now um and at the time i feel like he was trying to find a lane for older rappers to take so him doing 30 something on Kingdom Come was like back then it was like, uh, this is, I don't know. It, it's like he was taking a risk at that time, even though it didn't look like it. But rappers that were getting older weren't talking about older shit. So he's older. He's talking about collecting art. He's talking about his kids. He's talking about his wife. So 444 became the more refined copy of what he was trying to do with Magna Carta. Like he was able to talk about all of those things and then some with 444. Mm hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why 444 worked and why Kingdom Come didn't work. Blueprint three. I don't know what the fuck that was and why Magna Carta Holy Grail didn't work. There was turmoil in his life, and we actually saw it in like, and we actually had like footage of it. 
and everybody had questions. So, like, that's what works. The reason why Life is Good worked for Nas was because there was turmoil in his life. He was going through a divorce. And it was a very public divorce. So when there's certain things like that and, like, they're, like they're talking about it, like, we can follow it. But when Jay-Z is just casually talking about, you know, uh, you know what Blue plays with or something like that, it's kind of like, oh, this asshole. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's still, like, keeping them separate. But when when somebody's, like, like 444, like, he was, like, a human being. Or Magna Carta Holy Grail, he pretty much was letting us know we was all broke. We can't afford none of this art that he's getting. Like, Blue's toys are, like, things that, like, people would probably never let their kids even touch in the house or whatever. Like, that. it'll be in our living room where can't nobody go. <laughs> so, I just think that uh, that's why, you know, Magna Carta Holy Grail and um, Kingdom Come didn't fully connect with people. Because there was no turmoil in his life. If he, if there was a Beyonce breakup or, you know, um, legal troubles or something like that, I probably would have connected, but it just didn't. And I really thought about that before. Like, all right, what, what's the difference? Like, why isn't it connected? When Jay-Z is just, like, rapping and everything in his life is going well, you kind of don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I get that. I get that. Cause, but sometimes it's something that you aspire for. So, like, you can hear it and it's dope. Mm-hmm. You just hear him kick and fly shit. Like, that's always cool to me. As a whole, yeah, yeah, I I appreciate it too. Like me as a whole fan, but I know that there's other people, like some of our boys, our, our homeboys, they hear it and like they just like, man, I want to hear this shit. Yeah, I'm just like, and, uh, that's, that's a perfect that's a perfect segue to what we got going on for this episode. So I know we have Danny who feels very strongly about this this album. Um, yes, in that in the sense that he doesn't feel like it should be revered the way that it was when it dropped. Um, he feels like it's an overrated Hove album, and he just doesn't like it. And yes. then I believe on the opposite end of that, we have a guest by the name of Scoob. Yes, we have the homie Scoob. Yeah. My arch nemesis. <laughs> and, and he's going to speak his piece on this album. Do you, are, do you already know which way he's, wait, he's uh, leaning toward? The Scoob wants to champion this album, like, very much so. He feels like this album is... Um, very like underrated and not given its flowers. Mm-hmm. And he also like, you know, he feels like people like Danny just don't like Jay-Z. Mm. So this is gonna be a good episode. Um, I can't wait to hear both sides. I am judging this episode. So I will be keeping tabs on these niggas to make sure, you know, nobody slips up, but it should be a good one. Without further ado, I present to you case 139, Magna Carta Holy Grail. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. And today I will be serving as your judge for this album that we're getting into. Um, I have my defendant, Danny. Yo. And my plaintiff, which is Scoob. Thank you for joining us, sir. And then I have my witnesses, which are Tori and B. Rob, Robbie Digital, where is he? And I have Funny Julius here as well. So... Uh, who wants to kick us off? I know 
Danny feels very strongly about this album as far as it not being that good of a Jay-Z album. So I do want to hear more from that. School, you feel like this album is pretty good, right? Not a classic, but you just feel like it doesn't get the credit it deserves? Okay. Correct. Correct. Got you. Got well, you. My, my, my actual thing. Should I get into my, my thing or, or what? Go yeah, I mean, you're the plaintiff, so it probably should start with uh, you first. Go for it. Um, uh, I'm doing, I'm my, y'all gotta excuse me too. I'm, I'm never, I'm trying to be professional. I'm also doing a kickback on Saturday. So, you know, I'm like working at the same time, making sure everything is together. So my- That shameless plug was despicable. Was that the invite? I don't even need to do that. You already know my work, my man. Oh, you know my work. Anyway, I like this. So here we go. My argument isn't necessarily that the the album is this masterful piece of art. It's not saying that. My argument is the fact that I don't like the energy shift in 2021 versus when it came out because it's completely different energies from everybody. Everybody now disrespects the album and sees it as a low-ranking project in Jay-Z's discography. However, when the album came out, that is not the energy. Jay-Z himself literally ranked his album. He ended up ranking it six, but when he did his Twitter rant, if you guys remember, he came on, a, on, on Beyonce's internet and was firing off tweets, responding to people, he actually possibly considered ranking it fourth, right behind. I'll, I'll actually give you the albums. He said it was tough to rank above Reasonable Doubt, The Blueprint, and The Black Album. So those are the only three albums at that moment that Jay put in front of Magna Carta Holy Grail. And when did he say, when did he say this? Was it this right was after the album came out? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, it was the it okay. was when when the album came out, everybody's firing off tweets, and also just to back it up, you guys remember this. This is when he ranked his albums right here. Put it yep. out. I remember that. Also, also, if you all you have to do, look, man, this is what I do, man. I went, I got evidence, I got pages of tweets of rave reviews of the album that day. People mm. going crazy, talking about where they ranked it. You see how, how they how much they loved it. So the energy shifted completely eight years later, which is not cool because that's not really. You know what I mean, we not revisionist history doesn't shouldn't apply here because now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh well, it was whack. Nobody really liked it. That's a lie. Literally eight songs from that album were in rotation, regular rotation on radio and in parties. Those songs were Holy Grail, Picasso Baby, Tom Ford, Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It, Oceans, Heaven, On The Run, and Beach Is Better. All of those songs are in active rotation on radio and parties and clubs, whatever you want to, you know, the whole point is the album came out, eight records, eight records. When can you name an album that had eight records in rotation like that, in regular rotation? You, I don't know if you can. So Drake the fact album. that people, so the sorry, it's your turn. Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. Let me keep going, uh, Italian friend. Um, <laughs> so the point is, the point is, 
the album when it came out was official. Everybody fuck with it. Everyone, not just just a couple people. Everyone fuck with it. But now eight years later, everyone knocks it down. And the other, the last point I'm gonna make is, even if people want to say it's a whack album, whack from Jay Z is peak from most artists in this in this industry. We know that. So, a weak Jay Z album is literally somebody's best body of work. I yield my time. Thank you, school. And um, with that, we're gonna get into Danny. You have any words for for him? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank our witnesses for coming. I'd like to thank the ladies and gentlemen of the jury for listening and uh, giving us their time. Uh, I would like to first address the whole issue of revisiting an album over time. Uh, that is actually the exact reason we have this podcast. And that's the exact fun that we have is going back and revisiting albums, seeing how they stood time, seeing how they were relative to us then and how relative to it it is to us now. Now, I, for one, can say very confidently, I did not like this album from the moment it came out. I was, and I, my friends who are in here can vouch that these songs came on, and I was not jamming in the club. I was not jamming in the party to it. I have stood on this stance from the beginning. I only like five songs out of this entire album of 16 tracks. That is not even a half can, of can a good album to me. Can you tell us which ones? Yes. The songs I genuinely like from this album, I like Holy Grail. Picasso, Baby, Tom Ford, Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It is the same song with different beats. Same <laughs> subject matter, same everything, same repetitive use of choruses. That's another problem I have throughout this album. The choruses are horrible when Jay-Z's doing his own choruses. And even on the uh, Rick Ross, Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It, they're repetitive. That's all it is. It's repetition of the same line over and over again on at least seven, eight songs. So the songs I really fuck with, I go from one and from one, I skip to five. And even the subject matter of oceans for me comes to the same thing that was two through four. So it just oceans happens to be the better one because it has Frank Ocean on it. Uh, then Danny, wait, just to, uh, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but before you get into all the tracks, I do want you guys to be able to um, to name the songs that back up your point. So name the songs okay. that you think are the ones that, that sound the same. This album down that that are terrible. Okay. And school, you can name the songs that uh, that kind of make your point. Okay. While I enjoy Picasso, baby. Uh, when it, the beat first shifts changes, I don't like those opening bars from Jay because it's my exact problem with Jay and he's acknowledging that he doesn't care. So that's cool. It's not for me. Fine. Um, I do appreciate the New Yorkness of this. However, when you go to tracks three and four, which are Tom Ford and fuck with me, you know, I got it and oceans. It's the same subject matter. I get it. You're rich. You can afford this shit. Cool. Cool. That was fine for one song. I don't need four songs with the same concept matter back to back. And out of the four songs, it's saved with the, with the fifth one, which comes in, which is Oceans, because that shit's just great. And Frank Ocean outshines him on it. Uh, the album picks up after the fifth song, drastically. The energy shifts completely to a point I really love from songs six through nine. 
which is Fuck Up the World. I love that song. Somewhere in America is great. Crown is really underrated to me as a Jay-Z song. And I love Heaven. Heaven is my favorite song on this album. After that, it goes back to losing me right away. And honestly, there's not another pace, place on this album where I get drawn back in uh, as a fan. And honestly, even the songs I like, there's problems with the beats for me where I find really annoying. There's something about Jay-Z over electro hip hop sounding shit that does not sound natural and sounds incredibly forced to me, especially for the time. I think that was something that was cool and in the moment with albums that were going around. I think everybody, you know, it was the post 2013, everybody was half on EDM, half on not, you know, cool. It was a weird era. I also feel this album got outshined by many of the other albums that were released that year or the year, or rather the, the following up. up, my friend. Like, I don't, I, when it's asked, like, when it said even Jay-Z's worst album is better than all these other albums, nah, there's multiple other albums that were better around that time. Mm -hmm. 2013 and 2013, I felt all the one hit wonders outshined this album. You had the Trinidad James. You had the the uh, wait, uh wait. who else you had? You had the did Fetty you, Wops. You did had you just, the, did you just say Trinidad James outside Jay-Z? The singles. Singles outshined the singles from this album. This the mm -hmm. that was the year of one hit wonders, 2013. We had a bunch of people who came out with songs that were polarizing. And those polarizing songs had bigger moments to me throughout the year than this album had. Do you have, do you have more? Do you have more One Hit Wonders to reference? Yes, I'm bringing that up right now. I'm sorry, I just accidentally closed the window. Wow, Trinidad James, superior to Jay Z. You know. No, I'm just saying a song. Nobody said Trinidad James is superior to Jay Z. Think, let's I, I let's stick to the words, the words that are being used specifically. Mm. Um, we had Rich Homie. It was the year of One Hit Wonders with Ace Hood, the Bugatti. We had Type Away with uh, the Rich Homie Quan. Migos had just come out. Rocco had the You Don't Even Know. I don't even think any of these songs were bigger. The biggest song he had was uh, the um, uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail with Justin Timberlake, right? The um, Holy as Grail. Far, as far as charting? No, no, no. I mean as, as polarizing, as defining the moment in time. Okay. That is the only song from this album to me that defines the time. Like if you were making a playlist of 2013, that's the only song from this album I feel would go into what what was the, the sound of 2013. Mm -hmm. and, well, I, I mean, we're not debating yet. I guess you're, yeah. you're done. Yeah. So mm -hmm. also when it goes to the whole, the five songs out of 16, that's not a good album to me. To be a good album, I gotta be able to at least sit through half of your tracks, at least. For you to get at least 50%. 70% of your grade is showing up. If I'm not showing up for most of your album, goodbye. Um, I think everything else outside of the actual mu music of this album was really great. I think it was marketed well. I think what he went about with using Samsung uh, mm -hmm. to promote it and putting it on phones while annoying for many people was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Samsung is the biggest phone company in the world. Android's like like whatever we want to say, we're we're Americans, so we're stuck to iPhones. However, when you go around the world, 
That's what it is. They don't have iPhones in, in a lot of places around the world. Um, so I thought that was brilliant. I think his rollout, even how he did the Picasso baby video, brilliant. But it doesn't add anything musically for me. And I'm only here to argue the point of musically, it didn't sound good. Okay. It, All right. So, uh, so I want to get into Scoob. I know you had some tracks that, that, help uphold your point that you were making do you want to well, get yeah. into so so all right so just to so off of this album right off of this album it had so of the eight that i mentioned that were in rotation like at parties clubs all that other stuff there were seven that actually charted from the album so you know that's one thing and then on top of that, for you to say musically it didn't do anything, it sparked a huge tour between him and Beyonce. The On The Run tour was record-setting, a record-setting tour. Between That's the, the worst song on the album. That's actually one of their better collabs on a Jay-Z album. This is before the Carters. If you know, if you look at their, their discog together, their collaborations together, all of their best collaborations are on Beyonce's projects. Agreed. Now, the Jay-Z, now, On The Run, on this particular album, is one of their best on a Jay-Z album. It's still... Think about it. Think about it. I, I, it's, it sounds like you're adding a lot of words before, just to not say, it's one of their shittier songs together. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm saying their, their best collabs have been on, like, historically have been on Beyonce's project. So this shouldn't be brought up in lines of their best anything together, period. No, because the song is good. It's really not. Okay. I mean, okay, let's 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 put it this way. Would you really okay? Beyonce sounds amazing on it. She steals the show on it. She outshines him. I don't want to hear anybody rapping been, like Beyonce's an as, outlaw. As she, and, and and yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Okay, I've, I've, I have heard I have heard a good amount from both sides. Uh do either of you have a witness that you want to call up to further prove your points? Um, yes, I, I'd like to call. Can I call a witness? Yes, indeed. I, I'd like to call Julius. Bring my man, Funny Julius, up here. Now, okay. I'm, can I can I state why I'm calling Funny Julius first? Why is okay. that? Because Julius is in the streets. He's at parties. He turns up. He walks in, commands the room, immediately gets in the middle, battles anyone who steps to him. And he's an all-around, world-traveling young man. I know that he knows the vibes. When he walks in, he felt the energy, all that. So let's go, Julius. Hello, hello. What? Are we? Are you? I thought you was asking me a question about it. About it. Me? Yeah. You. Do I? Do I ask him questions? Oh, yes. My bad. my bad. Julius. Now, would you say that? In this time period, do you remember what you were doing in 2013? Actually, I do, and uh, it's so funny because I think uh, it, it was the uh, the the finals, right? Yes, it, it was yes. during the finals. So yeah, I remember that. Mm. And do you recall hearing, you know, a few Jay Z songs during like basketball highlights and all? Yeah, of course, stuff? absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> So would you say if you hear a 
rapper's song, you know, being the soundtrack to either highlights or commercials, it's pretty successful then, right? Uh, uh not I can't say really because you know you 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 have one hit wonders who would have uh you know their song during the the, the playoffs or, or finals or whatever and their album mix up. Okay, so fair enough, whatever. Samsung, biggest company phone company in the world, right? You think so? Yes, it's pretty big. We don't we don't subscribe to it, but you know, pretty big nonetheless. T yes. iPhone. Uh, do you think a billion dollar company like that would just partner up with something that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. I know, uh, with investments, you know, uh, you don't settle for less. So if you're actually, you know, getting stuff out there for someone else, you know, uh, marketing purposes, you know, their, their name is on the line, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, I would say businesses really, really have to make sure their, their, their stuff is good. Your product okay. is good. Okay. okay. So I'm going to just throw some names out there and you tell me if you're familiar with them. Is that all right? Yes. Okay. Um, um, Beyonce, Giselle Knowles, heard of her? Yes. Okay. Okay. Nasir Jones. <laughs> yes. Okay. Timothy Mosley? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Those are pretty good names, right? They are great names, actually. I'm going to throw you a, a curveball. Justin Timberlake. You heard of him? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, I do. Okay, so if I told you, right, what if I told, what if I sent you a text message, right, and I said, Julius, I'm at a party right now with these people. Would you show up? Absolutely. Would you expect greatness? Absolutely. Would you think it's probably a highlight of your year? It's hell yeah. Okay. That's what this album was. It had all of them on it. All of the greatness of a, an amazing party, a function that would change his life. The highlight of the year, the function of the year, the throwdown jam of the year is what this album is. That's what that happened. That's what happened. So let's just say, Julius, these people, and I sprinkle in a couple people. Terry Nash, you've heard of him, right? Of course. Okay, okay. Sean Carter. I know you know yes. that. Okay. Rick Ross. Yes. Okay, so let's say we're we're adding. We're, you see how we're sprinkling the names like Salt Bay. All right, now let's say I give you sixteen run-ins with each of these, with all of these people together. Sixteen, sixteen different interactions for you. That would make your year, right? Yo, yes, of course. Listen, from track one to sixteen, boom, mm, Salt Baited. So, would you say that experience would be fulfilling, right? Yes, of course. Your Honor, I, 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 I think I could keep going, but I don't think I need to anymore. Your Honor, permission to cross-examine the witness. Wait, 
wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, okay, let me wait. wrap up. Let me wrap up. I'm I'm sorry, I had a lag. I didn't realize you were still talking. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. It's 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 okay. Um Julius, would you also say you know how to work your shoulders? Like when of you, course. you know, when okay. So when I don't know, when when Tom Ford comes on, it makes you it made you bop a little bit, right? No, not really. Not really? But it means no. but he don't party to a white man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't you a white man yourself? I'm a white passing <laughs> person of color, sir. Yes. But he's not rapid. He's not partying to have a track if I dropped it too. So this guy looks like Turtle from the fucking entourage. And this is what's happening? No way. Anyway, Julius, come back, come come back to me. Pause. All right. So if you hear fuck with me, you know I got it. Doesn't it make you want to low-key sell some drugs a little bit? A little bit, yes. All right, all right. See, that's motivation to make money in a pandemic. All right, so lastly, um you're an investor, right? Yes, I am. Okay, would you say that if your house had a couple nice art pieces in it, it would be valuable? Yes. Hmm. Ever heard of Picasso? Yes, I have. Okay, okay. So let's say over the course of, if I said, Julius, come meet with me for four minutes and five seconds to talk about art. Do you think you'd walk away with some valuable gems Ooh. to then invest and therefore make your life better and those after you? You're good. You are good. I tell you right now, that was good. Yes, I would. All right. I rest my case, Your Honor. We have made him successful in the street and in art. This is black wealth. This is generational wealth. Funny Julius Jr., 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 now has his life set because of four minutes and five seconds investing in a listening session about art. Thank you. Thank you, Scoob. And uh, Danny, would you still like to cross-examine the witness? Oh, wholeheartedly. Julius. Yes. What would uh, you say you do for a living? Uh, you can say I'm in social media and you know creating content. So marketing is uh where you would go yes okay so in marketing um oh, let's boy. say you're an ad agency right let's say you're something like you know i don't know maybe agency of the year running five years in a row droga five that handled many of jay-z's campaigns <laughs> um let's say you know you're samsung or you're the nba Oh my God. And before you have an album or a product, you just happen to know the greatest rapper that ever existed happens to have an album coming out. Now, are you going <laughs> to wait till that album comes out before you use it to market everything you have? Not me. I'm going to. Um, You're going to base it on his reputation, aren't you? Yes, I am. Now, 
being that he's the greatest rapper alive, you know, and you have all these things, you, you're just blindly in, in investing this money. So especially because he's a marketing genius. What, what did he do before this? We had the Rhapsody commercial where he reenacted all of his uh, great albums. He had the Hyper Pavilion commercial where he curated it for, you know, the likes of Sean White and all these great uh, artists and actors. So you would say Jay-Z already has this marketing mind, marketability before this album even came out, right? Absolutely. Okay. So would it be safe to say that they hired Jay-Z and not the album to push their product? Yes. Okay, thank you very much, number one. Now, why don't you like Tom Ford? Uh, <laughs> Tom Ford is cool, but it's it's just something to, you know, just, just listen to it and lay back to. Could you relate to this song when it came out? Absolutely not. Yeah? How did it make you feel? It made you feel broke, didn't it? <laughs> you can say a little bit, yes. Yeah, it made you kind of feel like Jay-Z was being an elitist, didn't it? <laughs> not really. Not really, but he's mentioning all these things you can't afford, and he's also repeating the name of a white man profiting off of black people purchasing his merchandise just because Jay-Z said it over and over again. And not even on a good chorus, let's be honest. Is that, is that, is that correct? Would you, would, would you, would you, could you agree to that? I mean, you know, Tom Ford is just like, it's the beats. The beat is like really what really, you know, does the, does it for me. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree, but we're not here to A, a, a black that. man made that, by the way. The beat, yes, yes, we know, we know, you know. Now, let's go to the producer that you said, you know, another thing you brought up, uh, you know, Timbaland. What rap album that's worth a damn before this has Timbaland produced? A uh, rap album? And, and any, any witnesses could join in at this point. What rap album has Timbaland done that is worth shit for him to garner executive producing a Jay-Z album? Are you talking about up until that point? Yes. Uh, Missy Elliott. That's an entire rap album? Uh, yeah, she's a rapper, yes. Uh, I don't consider Missy a, rap a rapper. Missy's a singer who happens to rap, and she also helps co-produce a lot of her shit. Missy is not just a rapper, and it's disrespectful that you would limit her to such a limited capacity. Uh, I want to hear from well, one of your witnesses has something to say here. Tori and B, you want to step up? Uh, I just want to say maybe Tim Lamb really likes making white men sound better because he the executive produced the Bubba Sparks album. Ooh. Oh, oh, I forget. He did Bubba Sparks. That's right. And Justin. Oh, he is perfectly well-rounded to executive produce and control an entire Jay-Z album. It makes a world of sense. Now, let's 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 go further down this rabbit hole. Do you feel like just because names are attached to a flyer, you want to go to a party? Julius? Yes. Yes? yes? Okay. So what if you get there and the fucking party's whack? I'm leaving. All right, then. So what happens when you get to an album that has all these illustrious names that are supposed to catch your ear off the rip and they don't? What do you do? I, I'm like, I'll be, I'll be disappointed and I'll just, you know, have to take that L for me. 
All right. So when you got to this party, were you enjoying the entire party of Magna Carta Holy Grail? Uh, no, you know, no. I was. It wasn't. It wasn't the, the when the guests came. I was like, oh, okay. I guess you know they're. I heard this before, so okay. And I have um, another question. Do you do do you think that he was up to par with the guest he brought on this album? I think the guest didn't really bring it. I think only he did. The guest. I, I prefer the guest to. Objection, your honor. The, the, what are you the, objecting? He's leading the witness. I asked the question. The witness answered. I, I don't see how you it was leading. To, you led him to the final. Okay, decision. let me re let me let me rephrase it. Rephrase, please. Would this album even have the little bit of good it has if it didn't have the features? Hmm. Ooh. We could, well, you have you have. I mean, the Nas and yeah, it was the Nas one was uh, the Frank Ocean one was like, come on, like that. You needed that Frank Ocean one, the Justin Timberlake one. Of course, you needed that one because that was more, for, uh, you know, more for radio than like like commercial stuff like that. Well, that how about this? How about this? How about you visit the songs that he's on as a solo act? and see how you feel about them. All right, so this is what we can do because I was already prepared for this. Solo songs that he comes with. Picasso Baby, which I love Picasso Baby, but I really feel like Picasso Baby gets lost in the following songs, which is the Tom Ford. Um, like, I really feel like it's too close in subject content to, to, to really like, to make me feel like it's a transition in the album. Your, your, uh, your, your Honor, can can the uh, defendant rehash what he said as I was ejected from the live due to thunderous uh, elements outside that I cannot control? <laughs> um, no, I was uh, saying we were going song by song of uh, Jay-Z's solo performances on this and what uh, I like. Um, personally, for me, Picasso, what? baby. Objection again. We are talking to the witness. What does the defendant's likes have to do with this? You can't object the judge. The judge is the one who requested this. Well, so I, yeah, I, I do. I do want to know if you have songs from Jay Z on this album that are solo that you would champion, and which ones are they? Yes, the songs I would champion on this album from Jay Z that are solo are "Fuck Up the World," "Somewhere in America." And those are the only two solo songs I would champion. I don't count the Travis Scott feature really as a feature either, though. I don't know. I, it just doesn't feel like a feature to me. Otherwise, I would add that to it. Um, but the only solo Jay-Z songs on this I would champion is Fuck Up the World and Somewhere in America. Picasso Baby is is almost there for me, but not quite. And that's literally just because it gets stuck in muck to me. Your Honor, can I, can I, can I, can I speak? Damn. Do you still need your witness for this? Can can he step down? Oh, he he, uh, he can listen. It's fine. I don't. I don't. Now, now, hold on. Here we go. Actually, yes, Julius can stay. Julius, you remember our friend Turtles' uh, assessment of the album in the beginning, right? Yes. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. do you remember when he went in a group of songs 
after it gets past this, it gets this for me, and it does this for me. You remember that, right? Yes. You do remember him saying Crown was one of his favorite songs that was underrated, right? Crown's not a solo song, though. Uh, the, there's no feature listed here. Uh, go ahead, Julius. Go ahead. Go ahead. Travis Scott's on there, sir. Wait, wait, wait. The, the song does not have a feature. We'll get there. Julius, you remember that, right? Yep. Okay. And do you remember him also saying his favorite song on the album was Heaven, right? Yes. Yes, he did say that. Okay, so I would like to present the track list. Okay? Now, Julius, you see number five here. It says Oceans, right? Yes. Who does it say? What does it say next to Oceans? It says featuring someone, right? It says. Oh, yeah. there we go. There we go. It Maybe says featuring Frank Ocean. Featuring Frank Ocean? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to scroll very slightly. Do you see Crown? Yes, I do. Do you see Heaven, his favorite song? Yes, I do. Do you see any features on either of those? No, I do not. Your Does Honor, I'd like to present a count... Does he? No, no, no. I'm not. Objection. Done. Objection. Does, He's presenting no, no, no. false information. I'm not done. So. Does he sound like a man you can trust? <laughs> I don't believe, I don't think so. I would like to if point I out those schools before you continue. I would like to point out school that heaven actually that's that's Justin Timberlake on that. Your Honor, I have evidence. No, 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 no. It, it, that, that, look, 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 we're not. This is this is a piece of evidence I'm presenting here, Your Honor. All right. Can for the for the record, where, Your Honor, no, where no, did no, he I'm get not, this? Just a question. Where did you says, get this? Where did you get this, sir? Is this Julius? You see, this is a track list, correct? Yes. If I just hand you this piece of paper, and you say, "Oh wow, Jay Z did one, two, three, four, Four out of five songs by himself. That's how it looks, right? Yes, that's how it looks. Mm, so, I think there's. I think we see who we can trust here. Okay. Excuse me. Oh, uh, I'd like to cross-examine the witness. Perfect. I'll, I'll wait till Scoob comes back. Okay. Uh, I actually. Well, first off, I know Rob wanted to say something. Oh, He's, I got Rob next. Uh, Rob, Rob, Rob is, is important to my next part of my argument. Don't worry. Okay. I just want Scoob to come back. I don't want him to. I don't want him to feel left out. You know, with his poor man's Wi Fi. Yeah, it, you paid the Wi Fi. You paid the cable. We're strong okay. All right. Cool. What the? <laughs> so, as I'd like to uh, present my evidence, sir, from a reputable Rob, source, as you can see, as did, I'm did, sharing my screen. Wait, Your Honor, did Robbie need to see what I just presented? Did, did he need to see that? It was masterful, actually. Uh, I okay, saw the, here I saw the evidence, Your Honor. So, just to um, show that the defend the uh, defendant, or no, rather the plaintiff, is falsifying evidence to drive his argument, we can go to a reputable source, which is genius, which actually has confirmed uh, trans translations from Jay Z himself and has confirmed 
multiple songs. That's, you know, green checks. That's usually what they mean is that the artist themselves confirmed to. Mm. So when you want to scroll down and you actually look at the track list, oh, there are two oh. songs, the two songs that the plaintiff just tried to get off as me telling fibs, wow. just proves that he's showed up unprepared to court with a faulty Ooh. argument full of holes because Objection. Crown Objection. features Travis Scott. Wait, let him, let him, let him finish. And Heaven features Justin Timberlake, and you can even see. That little green check right there, that means it's confirmed by the artist. That means Yikes. it's confirmed by the artist that Travis Scott Yikes. was on that song. So I would just like to bring Robert Williams, uh, a.k.a. Robbie Digital, to the stand. Now, um, Rob, I I I'd like to ask you a question. Is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? <laughs> um... For me, it is always Uchi Wally is never one mic. I rest my case. <laughs> All right. Rob, Robbie. How's it going? Nice to meet you, friend. Pleasure um, to meet you, Scoops. So, um, where are you from, Robbie? I'm from the Bronx. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you guys, you, your family all up there and everything? You guys get together for like Thanksgiving and stuff? We do from time to time. I I, I really hang with my friends mostly. Mm, okay, okay, okay. When you do get together with family, what, what type of dishes do you have? Oh, man. Um, well, when I hang with my family, which is my friends, we have macaroni and cheese, we have turkey, we have stuffing, we have mm. potato salad, steak. Okay, okay, okay. Asparagus. Right, no, 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 no. That potato salad. There are there raisins in it? No, not at no. all. Of course not. We don't do that, right? No, we don't. Okay. Do you think Aviles might have raisins? Is it in his? If he invited you over? <laughs> nah, he's had my potato salad. Bye. No. No, 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 no. Hey, Whoa. hey, now, Whoa. hey. Objection. Whoa. Defended, Whoa. presented a sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Aviles is actually Puerto Rican, so I know he doesn't put raisins in this for say the salad. That's that Dominican mm. shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, <okay>. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Just, just a disclaimer for our listeners. Um, those are the the, the feelings and reports of Daniel Aviles and Daniel Aviles himself. Uh, we love Dominicans, and we don't yes, have we any do. discriminative things. Oh, I love them. I love them. I just don't fuck with the, them putting raisins in everything. All right, I just want to make sure that that Daniel Aviles is the person who said that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm anti raisins, not Dominican. Mm. That sounded really political, didn't it, Robbie? It it, it did, but I mean, yeah. Do you, do, you, do you trust politicians? Um, as a political science major, I try to, to match people with their work and their words. Mm. So someone that says I'm anti, I'm anti-Dominicans putting raisins in everything, but not anti-Dominicans. Sir, so, this is recorded. That never have, came out my mouth. Can you have? Let's let's use Donald Trump for example. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's now, use Donald Trump. Can you, can, you have, can you have Donald Trump in office for his tax 
and, and, and money savvy, but not the racist? Can you have? Can you separate those? I cannot separate them. No. So then that means you can't separate Avila's anti-Dominican stance from the either, right? Uh, school. Where where are you going with this? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, hold on, hold on. I got I, I got this. Proving, I got this. I'm proving that Aviles is a man you cannot trust. Okay. Okay. Can I kind of argue now, Rob? No, 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 no. We're not done. Robbie and I are back. We're not. <laughs> no. Oh, Robbie, how many songs off of the album? No, wow. Um, life is a very strong word. <laughs> okay. Who? For me, for me at I'm least. A, I'll throw some names out do you, that, and see if you like them, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, Pharrell Williams, you like him? I mean, he's not my favorite producer, but he's okay. Uh, what about Swiss Beats? You like him? He's very repetitive in songs. Really not okay, my uh, forte. Your, your Honor, I don't, I don't want to talk to Robbie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> your Honor, permission to cross-examine the witness? Permission granted. All right. Robbie. Yes. How's a Puerto Rican getting compared to Trump when your man's the one over here with fake news falsifying documents to present in court? That is quite Robbie. alarming. Who, who, how, how, how is your man's here throwing around such vicious and unhealthy jabs? And just, you know, courtroom where we're just trying to discuss music. If the argument on music has to get personal, it just seems like he's unprepared to debate what's actually there in the actual content, does it not? I would agree. All right. So we can uh, continue. Also, I wanted to add, does Versus not sound like it could have gotten caught up in that whole Blurred Lines trial thing? when it comes in and is that not a waste of fucking eight bars for no reason it is like I don't know there's just random like there's a this album I would have appreciated if he cut down to maybe a six seven song album and I think it would be a lot better I think if you take off BBC, whoa, nickels and dimes, open letter, part two, versus Tom Ford, and fuck with me, this would have been an amazing album. I mean, then you're left with like an EP. Yes. I think it would have exactly. been much better. But, but, I think that, uh, I think, uh, was that not the year that Pusha dropped an EP that was better than this? No, that's the wrong year. Wrong year. My bad. That's that, there again. A, a man you cannot trust. Again. <laughs> okay, so I have I a question. Who has a question? I do. What's your question? Um, for the for the plaintiff. Sure. Um, prior to this album, Kanye West was a collaborative project between Kanye West. And Jay-Z, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Kanye West anywhere on this album? Uh no, actually. Um 
as okay, far as solo projects, what was the next album that Kanye West did? If Jay Z did back to Carl Hardgrave, where, where are we going with this? I'm, I, I'm just asking. Uh, this dropped around the same time as Jesus, oh, no? Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Okay. Jesus, Jesus dropped the same year. Okay. Yes. That's the only questions I had. Okay, so, so, I, I, uh, so around, I have a question for the defendant and the plaintiff. All right. Okay. Uh, so when we all talked about the Picasso baby song, but none of you talked about the video. Uh -huh. So how did you feel about the video and how do you think, what do you think the impact was when the video came out? Um, I want to, I want to get that from Danny. Um, okay. I try to see when I, when I look at this, I try to see this as the general audience. So it would kind of mean more because I kind of feel like, for example, our group of friends, we were more in tune with that art scene and things going on. So I don't think there was anything he wasn't talking about that we didn't already understand. And then I think there's also a wave of people who didn't really get into art or feel open about expressing themselves with art until then. So I loved it and what it meant for culture, but it didn't, the impact didn't like, I got it. For me, it wasn't the, oh my God moment that it was for a lot of people. It's dope as fuck. But it's just Jay Z doing some dope shit, which he's known to do. Like, like I, I didn't see it as the mind-boggling moment a lot of people saw it as. Okay, and what about what about you, Scoop? Well, I liked it because you got to remember, uh, first, there's a, a lot of value in art, a ton of value in art. Um, Jay Z, to you guys remember his history, he's opened our eyes or minds, if you will to other things outside of the things that we're used to in the boxes that we're put in as black men. Sorry, Avilas. Hey, no, um, I, you're right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm fucking with you. But anyway, um, art is something that we are, you, we're not necessarily privy to in, in schools as far as like education. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we don't know if you ask, probably, you know, you probably ask like the average uh, young kid who Picasso is, they probably don't, they have no idea who you're talking about. So for us, some it's an, it's an eye opener. It's an introduction to another space that we're not really privy to as black people. So I appreciate that. That's why Julius is now rich because he spent four minutes and five seconds listening to Picasso baby, enjoying Picasso baby, and now investing in fine art. So I appreciate everything that that song embodies. Thank you, Your okay. Honor. Okay, thank you. It's and, such uh, a New York track too. Like, like it's just it so, in it, it's so New York. The beat change just gives you that old J feeling for a quick second too, that, that I really, I, I like that he dove in, he, he, he got into for a sec. Um, now I want I want opposite ends of uh of arguments here. I do want Scoob, I want you to tell me what you don't like about this album. Um I mean there are songs that I don't like. Uh one I, the one that I, that definitely sticks out is BBC BBC because now him and Nas they you know went back and forth and it was it was cool. They, I mean, but thing about it is it's Jay-Z and Nas. We still have yet to get that song that we desire from them as a collaborative unit. 
the closest thing we got was black Republicans um, as far as something that was that was hard. But even with that, people dissected it. Didn't necessarily like Jay-Z's verse or Nas's verse, whatever. Even though Jay-Z does get at a lot of things that were going on, he's talking about the entire beef between him and Dame pretty much throughout his verse. And people- I would, I would say it's success, but continue. Okay, yeah, success is good too. Success is good too. Success is good too. I, I, would, I would say those are probably neck and neck. There you go. Yeah, success is probably there too. But the point is, the fact that we have to go back and forth and say, you know what I mean? The fact that I say one thing, you're like, all right, yeah, but, and we're still kind of te- toeing the line with a definitive answer. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, we still have yet to get that. Yo, they did, boom. And all of us agree with that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, he, they have yet to satisfy the masses in terms of putting out a record that we all, that everybody loves because they love Jay-Z and Nas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's one. That's one. Um, I didn't really, I'm not a fan of Nickels and Dimes. I don't really like Nickels and Dimes. Just more so from the, the way the song sounds. Not necessarily breaking down his lyrics or anything, just the way the song sounds. I didn't, I don't really care for that. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like, I mean, you're just, just from a, oh, I don't like the fact that Peach is better than Short. Um, because that song was, you, you're, the second you're getting into it, he pulls it away. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh shit, I like this, and then the shit is over. So, but that's it though. And Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It was, I mean, that was a Rick Ross song. I, it's, it's still dope, but that was a, everybody knew that that was a Ross song. Like, you heard you it. Tell, yeah. yeah it, it, Ross even puts out a version with just him. So, yeah. LeBron know, um, put out a version too. You said what? Y'all remember, that? Y'all remember the LeBron version? No, <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, I, I'm gonna I say. I want to hear that. Yeah, no, you got to. I heard it, so you got to hear it. All right, but um, but yeah, those are my, those are my, those are my, uh, you know, my my critiques, if you will. Um, okay. I think I, I I do I will say not to give my opponent any credit, um, but I will say the Timberland executive producer thing. More so where that stemmed from was the fact that they had done previous bangers absolute like on uh on Hard Night Life Volume Two and they wanted to, you know, do a a, a body of work. They wanted to lock in because they had a falling out and then they came back and was like, yo, we wanna yeah, we wanna get together and, and they pieced up and all that and they wanted to put something together that they thought was special. So that's how yeah. we got here. But in Tim's defense Everything that he produced on Hard Not Life Volume Two, Four J was a fucking smash. Every single song that he did. So there's that. Okay, uh, Torian wanted to add something. Timberland executive producing this album and doing the bulk of the production was the worst thing that happened to this album. Um, my opinion. Um, I I just had to like chime that in, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's, and, and it's a and it's a gift and a curse of Timberland. Timberland is great at making crossover records for hip hop mm-hmm. artists and making smash hits, right? So every song that's like an out of the park record, when you listen to this album, you're kind of like, all right, I'm tired of Jay Z being in this bag. So it's kind of like when Jay Z gets with Timberland, it's kind of like a, a braggadocious pocket. 
whereas to where uh, Mr. Aviles was talking about, where basically Jay-Z was letting us know that he was rich and we were broke, right? But I'll also say that uh, even though I felt like Timbaland's production was kind of like overwhelming on the album as far as it was too much, the other producers that he did have on the album to me were really good. Now, uh, I heard, you know, uh, Nickels and Dimes was not like, but I think that was really good production for the first time from hip hop, his frequent A&R. Um, that was really good. The, Mike, the, the story with the Mike Will song is, is that they basically purposely wanted to, um, they basically wanted to uh, leave the allure of the song. They wanted to have the mystery, mystery of it. So like Jay-Z just thought that that was cool. And uh, also to Didn't he tease at one point that there was a full version of it? Yeah, there is a full version of it. Like they just think that it's cool. They think it's just cool. uh, And yeah, Yeah. and Robert and Robert Digital. uh, No, that's not true. Uh, These these songs were not, this album was not a throwaways from Washington. That's incorrect, sir. No, there's no, one verse. There's only one verse at the time. I didn't mean, there's one right. verse that uh he had that Jay has on here that is uh throwaway from um it's the one where he's doing the uh the whole uh Italian schemes. Um that's 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 fine, but he said throwaways like all of like like it was the blueprint too. Oh, yeah. That's what no. I'm saying. Like, no, yeah, it's no. no, that's not what, that's yeah, not what I'm that's not what I meant by that statement. So, oh, okay, well, do a better job of making statements. <laughs> oh, oh. I will when you're the lawyer. <laughs> I've never no, heard a witness talk so much. I just had to chime that in. Certain things not being said. I I go back to my witness place when I'm called to the stand. That's when I talk. You're a shitty stenographer. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Danny, I believe I wanted to ask you. Um, what did you love about this album? Um, the couple songs where he feels more comfortable and he sounds more com- comfortable, like Fuck Up the World, I, 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 it's something that I hadn't heard like previous to that because I did not like uh, Blueprint 2, I mean Blueprint 3, and I didn't like um, uh, parts of Watch the Throne. Okay. So I wasn't really uh, too strong um, and... um. Yeah, but, but and I was like, it was after the American Gangster, so it was weird. But this is the pocket pockets I love to hear Jay in, and I feel like where he he sounds more comfortable than when he's just going crazy with flows. Like it, it always sounds amazing, but when he sounds comfortable in these in these pockets are are definitely where I love to hear Jay Z at. And um, I loved everything outside of the album, except the cover. The cover is ass. And I'm going to leave it that, at that. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. But the way he put it out, the, the video for, for, for Picasso, it was brilliant. It was smart. It, 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 like, exa- he did exactly what he meant to. His marketing is genius. Um, his partnerships before this were, were, were great. Everything he did around the album was beautiful. Mm. Like it shows his genius, how he's able to get these corporations to fuck with him, get paid, and show everybody how to get it done too. Okay. All right. I uh, I believe I have reached my verdict. Um. So 
Wait, this, was that, that was his closing argument? Sorry. That was his closing argument? No, no, no. no that, that wasn't my closing argument. Him, that was me asking him uh, how he feels about it as far as like on a positive note. Oh, so you were, uh, did say you were giving us uh, the opposite. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I was giving you the opposite ends of it. Just letting you know, I think I've reached my verdict, but um, I do want to hear closing arguments. So I would like to start with school first for your closing. All right. So this album was Jay-Z's 12th album in his discography. When he initially ranked it, he ranked it six. Or actually, I'm sorry. He ranked it possibly fourth on Twitter mm -hmm. then later ranked it six in his album, in his discography. Now, for us to go back and then try to knock it down, it doesn't sound like that is honest. Because if he can initially rank it between four and six in his illustrious discography, that should tell you that the body of work is actually solid. Not to mention, seven songs charted from the album. That's more than half of the album. Uh, I'm sorry, seven, and then uh, and then there was an eighth. That I was, think like, you said eight, yeah. Yeah, I said seven charted, though. Seven officially charted, eight mm -hmm. were in rotation. Because the way that we rank things in the culture is a little different than Billboard. It's outside of that. You guys know that. Um, so for Jay-Z to, at his 12th album stage, put out an album where eight songs are actively in radio and parties and clubs is a historical feat. Even if, you know I mean? Because you have to understand there aren't many artists that could put out 12 albums and have that type of depth and, and traction for like single records, solo records off of it. Not only that, it sparked a huge tour with his wife. He also had a tour with Justin Timberlake. So these are mega stars in their respective genres and areas of music. So this is a huge accomplishment for somebody with the type of background and in his, in his uh, career. So my thing is the album can't be trash with all of these things in place. Not to mention he had, not to mention the star-studded cast that he had involved in it between producers and artists that uh, collabed on the, on the project. So my thing is, if all of these things are true, it can't be whack. How can it be whack? And not to mention, whack for Jay-Z is the best for 90% of the artists that are in uh, the industry. Lastly, Jay-Z has probably, the, actually not even probably, he does have the most untouchable catalog in a versus. His catalog is so extensive that he could skip this entire album and never play any songs off of it. Well, we know, okay. Yeah, despite. Because he wouldn't. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to. Now, this is also, like I said, despite having all of those records charting and all the success that the album did have and the fact that he ranked it fourth initially, dropped it to six, he doesn't even have to play something. But still, that just shows you how great of an artist he is. 
Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. And um, and Danny? Your Honor, this isn't even in his top 12 albums, including collab albums. Um, um, top 12? Uh, sir? I can't this isn't, it's not but even in the top 12. That's, that's, oh, wow. All right. Um, Jay, this is Jay's, one of Jay's weakest showings besides Kingdom Come. Um, I don't think the, the songs have aged well, beat wise. I think the a biggest problem with this is production. I think it sounds like he just decided to go get drunk with Timbaland and a bunch of artists, which like the story we heard that, oh, however BBC came out, that uh, basically it was a drunk night of them all just being in the studio to hang out. And Jay-Z was like, oh, you know, this is too great for us not to make music. Um, and that's a song even was said that would be thrown away on both parts. So I just feel like uh, there's a lot of fat on this album that could have been trimmed down. I think there's definitely songs of quality. You will never find a Jay-Z album that there isn't some songs of quality on. It's just, let's be honest, there's five great tracks on this album and the rest are mediocre. And it's not necessarily Jay's fault. It's in production on some. At times, uh, the choruses, like I said, too many times are repeated choruses. It, 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 it really uh, stands out a lot. And... Throughout the album, Jay does something uh, that when we're used to hearing him do this, it's like he rhymes the same word with itself, but usually when he does it, it's double entendres. And a lot of times he does it on this album and it's not a double entendre and it just comes off lazy because it's Jay. Um, I also feel like we ha also have to hold him accountable to him because, you know, if you're going to set the standard, like, let's keep it real. And let's be honest, there were at least seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 better albums that year. I, I can't. Okay. We had Yeezus. Yeezus was not acid, better than. Acid Rap, My Name wait, Is My Name. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. Yeezus, Yeezus. Was I like Jesus better than this, and I don't even like Jesus like that. Continue, continue naming. Continue, okay. continue your okay. list. Acid rap. My name is my name. Nothing was the same. Stay trippy. Um, ESGN. Freddie Gibbs. Run the jewels. First project. Wolf by Tyler the Creator. Self made three was better than this. The Rich Gang project is better than this. All right, all right, all right. All right. Nothing like was the same was that year. He did say that, Robbie. He said, he said that. Okay. Like, did you say watching movies with the sound off? Watching with the movies with the sound off too. Yeah, but yeah. all right, whatever. Doesn't matter. Some of those you, know, like you were just naming albums that came out because Yeezus that were better, better albums. Yeezus, Yeezus is ass juice. We know that. Let's not do that. Mm. I don't like I ask them, ask all of them. I don't like Jesus. You are all awesome. better than this shit. But I like Yeezus, it better than this. Easily. Jesus is one of the most but I mean you saying that is his worst album, but Jesus was is like that uh, uh, that album influenced the whole sound. Like that, like the album it's, was very influential to, 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 to the music now. It introduced Travis Scott low key. 
between that and cruel like, I mean, I like, like I get that you can make that face or whatever like that. It's the same thing as a lot of people not like it. It's heartbreaks, but you can't deny like the impact that that Yeezus had. It's, and it's not the different because there's a lot of songs. The argument. Hold on, Rob. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. That's hold on, hold on. I mean, just make out the point. Like I get that. Like Yeezus. No, I'm just saying, everybody. You know, Yeezus like is so far from like left from what he was doing. But like, if you go to parties, like like you're giving the example, right? You 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 kept giving the example of if you go to this party and you see these names, right? Yeezus absolutely is that. When I when you go to parties, what songs you heard? Blood on the leaves. Blood on the Leaves was banging. Okay. Blood on the Leaves was banging. Um, Hold My Liquor was banging. Bound 2 was banging. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of these, a lot of songs from Jesus are extremely influential on how music is made now. So I get that you're shaking your head. Maybe that's just not a cup of tea for you, but I'm just saying that that they're like that out. Like, you're saying like his ass is just like, no, like, he, like did you not terrible. see the Jesus tour? You say that the album is terrible, oh, but. Well, that's because it's Kanye, but no, nah, that album was trash. Do any of y'all okay, to you today? Yes, because yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. It's incredible. I listen to. I don't want to digress. I, I listen to songs off of Jesus now. I'm I'm coming from a place of not liking it at all, and I'm starting to like Jesus now. I don't want to go. Do you guys still listen to? Blood on the Leaves is good. I'll give you that. Bound Two is amazing. Yeah, Bound Two is good. Yeah. The entire album, like we have an episode where we yeah. talk about it. So I, I, first, I listen. To, I listen first, to the entire. Album. It's the first. It's the first one. Yeah, it's the very first episode. I still listen. I still so don't ask me because I championed the album. I still listen to it. Can't, but yeah, can't, can't that's a, that's another com- that's another that's another conversation you guys can talk about. Too. Um, it's a but that I can get on. But without without further ado, like I said, I I reached my verdict. Um, you guys, you guys put up some really good arguments. So this wasn't easy for me to go over. Um, but I will have to say that Aviles was the champion of this. Uh, reason being, one, um, school, the 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 uh, the track list, the track list was one of your downfalls, and Julius was actually one of your downfalls. Because you had Julius, he was on your side. You had him with all the points that you were giving, and then Danny cross-examined, and that's when things went left. I think Julius even lost the points that he was trying to take for you or in your favor. Um, but you presenting the all the evidence that you had in paper form was really, really well prepared. Danny was well prepared. He took notes as well. I think that you guys really went at it in a very clean cut way. And I was very, very thoroughly impressed. Scooby, you're shaking your head at the verdict. I, understand. I, 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 I feel I feel like this was a sham. I was set up. You were not set up, Victorian, I promise. Victorian didn't give me no, you, questions. I'm joking. I'm joking. You want to know what's really funny, school? You want to know what's really funny, school? You purposely didn't call me to the witness stand because you probably thought that I wasn't going well, to agree with you because we argued so no, much. You weren't on. I was on. No, on. listen. You did. You did not call me up to the witness stand, right? I was here, mm-hmm. and I laughed to myself because I was like, "Wow, 
I was really prepared to argue for this album because I don't agree with Danny. And you told <laughs> Julian stuff who does not like the album. That's like, why I didn't. Uh, yeah. That's why I didn't call. That's Tori. why Danny didn't call. And that's why Danny didn't call me to the stand. <laughs> I was uh, like, "Yo, school." Uh, no, I, yo, honestly, honestly, like the the thing y'all y'all were going in and out like the rest of y'all. It was only me and Danny on the uh and and Reds yeah. on the screen, so I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like Julius was just there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, Julius. Is yeah, that was the uh, setup. That that's yeah. why yeah. Mind, that's that's why I was confused in the beginning with with the screen because it kept going in and out. I didn't know that that's just the setup though of of uh, of Streamyard. So that's just how it is. Where like the witnesses won't really be visible the whole time, but when you summon them, they'll just pop up. Yeah, like it was it was Julius. All you and Robbie were going. That's why I'm like, all right, well. Yeah, because I had because when Reg was introducing everybody, all right, so I'll take blame for that. But you would have called Julius if you saw all three. You still was going to call Julius up first, like I, I, I like you were like, all right, familiar, familiar. Even, he with, comes with, even with Julius's dislike, I think I did have some good moments with him. Oh, you had some great moments. Saying. You had some great moments because so, even I, I really feel like you don't want this case if you to call me to the stand. You had I, you, you had Julius. Right. You probably right, and the. The thing, the the thing is, I was just getting Danny on the technicality with the trackless shit. I knew right. what was going on. I'm just like, wait, I had, yeah. I had the piece of evidence that's like, you know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had nah, it. Nah, that was excellent. I'm telling you, you had it. But then, like, uh, it was the whole you talking about him specifically on like why we can't trust him, and, and <laughs> which was great. Listen, <laughs> which was great. You have to, but you. you you have to I get make it. your opponent look weak in some sort of way. I get I it. I was so I was so I, ready to talk about the whole Timberland and uh Justin Timberlake white man connection. And this uh, I was ready to take it there. school. Look, I was ready to go in on Justin Timberlake, you know, basically molesting a black woman and then hiding his hand after doing it. School. And one thing, school. if if you ever know one thing about me. There's two, there's two people that I dislike in this world very much. So that's Justin Timberlake and Chris Tucker. So if you ever want me to argue against them, let me know. You gotta let that I Chris did Tucker see, thing I go. did see you say so. Why don't you like Chris Tucker, yo? All right. Well, wait. Let me just wrap this up first because I know he's oh, about yeah, to so in on that. Um, but but uh, you guys have been great. That's that's the official verdict for this episode, case one thirty nine of Rapping Order. Ah. I have and always will be first class Reg. Thank I'm you. I'm Tori and B. Peace out.